judgmental you know but this is sick it's sick and wrong <laughs> listen living listening to synchronon sick and wrong yes you're listening to synchronon the sick and wrong the world source for anti-social commentary god what a bunch of scumbags Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. Mm. I'm your host, E. Simon. <laughs> I'm Harrison. I heard that uh, the, the, this disgruntled grunting. Is yes. that what that would be? That is. Or you seem disgruntled. Grunt, if you're grunting, is it? Are you disgruntled because you're grunting? Is that's why is grunting like just the act of being disgruntled? Grunting is the sign of a happy employee, apparently. <laughs> what, uh, grunting. If, once they stop grunting, that's when you got to worry. That's when they show up with a shotgun. Yeah, but didn't O'Reilly grunt at uh, at, at at women who were, um, you know, professional women working in an office, and O'Reilly would just grunt at them like a wild boar? That's true, but you didn't need to worry about him showing up with a shotgun in his hand, just his fucking... That, I his... would love to see that. I would love to open up yeah. the paper and see Bill O'Reilly show up at yeah. Fox News yeah. with an assault rifle yeah. and just start blowing away all the assholes. Yeah. No, just and as, then take the know. gun to himself. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah just would, as, that, uh, would that would you masturbate to that video? I would. I would. Yeah. <laughs> no, unfortunately, he would just show up with his you know pink Irish penis in his hand. Exactly, and it's then they'd hire him gun. back and be yeah. like, "We missed you, Bill. Yeah, here's another fucking thirty million dollars a week, dickhead." Um, speaking of masturbating to videos, I have a funny story from uh, this past weekend at a Joe Kelly's birthday party. Joe Kelly had a ruckus birthday party at um, his girlfriend's home in uh, Hunter's Point. It's his 40th birthday party, and so we all went to go check it out. A lot of drinking, a lot of japeries, as our uh, one of our fans likes to, likes to use that term. There was a lot of drinking. It was a, it was a fun time, um, and so it, you know, it was funny. It's like you know, it's a birthday party, and I don't tend to buy gifts for um, for my 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 male friends. Okay. Like, I, I probably won't buy you a gift for your birthday. I can't even buy you a shot. I guess I'll get you, I don't know, something else. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I usually tend to buy shots for, it's like one of my friends having a party or a birthday, I'll be like, yeah. I'll buy you a shot, you know, have a drink with you or something. I'll have to get you like a Yoo-Hoo or I don't know what you're drinking I'm these usually, days. <laughs> you know, I'm usually busy on my birthday crying under a table somewhere. So. Trying not to commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, yeah. um, this since it was his 40th birthday, and I forget, he got me like an Iron Maiden record or something. I think I'm mine. So I bought him a uh, alien, like a, one of the alien eggs, like face plant egg things, cookie jar. Face huggers. Face hugger. But it's like, it's in the egg. Have you seen that? I've seen these. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. I, I found it on eBay. And um, I had like all this porn that I don't know why I have it. It's not, it's unwatched. It was still wrapped. But it's just like a lot of weird porn that either fans have sent me or I somehow just inherited or maybe someone gifted it to me and I've just never watched it. But I have a lot of like midget porn. You really got to specify that these are physical 
copies of media. DVDs. Okay, yeah, you These are it. DVDs that someone's given to me, we and I just have had them. We have a few listeners that don't even remember what they are, so you really got to be fucking specific. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm not talking about yeah. RedTube or okay, Pornhub. Right. I'm talking about physical DVDs. That's what I had here. Do you and, remember when you used to have to, when you rented VHS tapes from Blockbuster, and because of the weird the way they licensed media then if you lost the tape you'd have to pay 80 dollars 80 or bucks yeah because yeah. <laughs> they didn't differentiate the physical media from the actual media <laughs> or they could legal well it you could so just copy strange. it i mean yeah. you make a copy of it but didn't they also charge you if you didn't rewind it i know one yeah, of those video stores did, did that they did, where yeah. it's like they would give you a like they would they would give you like a four dollar charge or something right. if you didn't rewind the fucking tape <laughs> God, eighty dollars. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. So I had this DVD, these DVDs. A lot of midget porn. I think this one was called Midget Madness. A bunch of little guys having sex with normal sized women okay. and and other like uh, proportionally sized women too. Oh, know, okay. Other midgets as well <laughs> and other creatures. But you know, you know but we're, they're they're okay. wrapped up. I'm not lying. I, they were wrapped. Still, I never watched these movies. I just had them. It's not. Like, why do you need to watch DVD porn anymore? No. You know, so I wrapped it up, put it in the gift with the with the face hugger cookie jar thing. And so towards the end of the evening, everyone's like, you know, some people left. People are pretty wasted at this point. Everyone's like, open up your gifts. So he, he starts unwrapping all his gifts. He gets some money, opens it up. He's like, oh, this is cool. And then he sees the, the midget porn inside and he just laughs about it. And then one of his friends was like, dude, put it on. And so they go and they open it up and they, they open up the unwrap the DVD and they put the DVD in and we all start watching midget porn. So it became that party. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it got to that level of uh, tomfoolery that we're watching midget porn. And it's thoroughly entertaining. I mean, you know, it's just like it's, it's, it was fun. It's in the background. We're not all focusing on it, watching it, rubbing our crotch areas. Sure. You know, we're all like sitting there. Just It's in the background. We're talking. This girl comes out of the bathroom. I don't know who she was. She looked kind of like an ugly Amy Poehler. Like an old, older Amy Poehler. Like, I don't know how old Amy Poehler is. She's like a, probably late 40s. 40s. Late 40s. But yeah. it's like Amy Poehler if she couldn't afford to go to like a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. Okay. You know? So Amy Poehler without any Botox. And so she kind of, she comes out of the bathroom and she's like, what do you guys want? And she looks and she's like, really? Really? We're watching this really? And so everyone's like, yeah, it's midget porn. And then her husband, who was also sitting there watching it with us, was like, it's all right, babe. And she's like, it's not all right, rich. Get up. <laughs> We're not watching this. And she flipped the fuck out. Fucking Rich. And she got really mad at Rich. And you could tell Rich is like the henpecked husband. Mm. And I kind of felt bad for Rich because, you know, he was seen to be liking the midget porn. He probably never even gets to watch porn. And I don't know if she was mad because it was midgets and it's exploitative. I think she was mad more because it was porn. And she was like, how dare you watch this when there are women in the room? Hmm. And so, and uh, you know, Joe's girlfriend was there. She was watching it too. I think what that is, D, I think what happened here is that because um, my, I mean, my first reaction to that story is, oh, it's you're in San Francisco, you're in San. So you know, wait, midget porn is just the, that's that's de rigueur for San Francisco. People are fucking that's, sensitive in San Francisco. <laughs> okay, people, I, I thought you, you meant know, you're in I San mean, Francisco. You can watch midget porn. Yeah, I mean, I know you kind of insulate yourself with a group of hilarious psychopaths, but there are a lot of people in San Francisco that are very sensitive, and it sounds like one of them got into your fucking party. 
Yeah, but but it's also San Francisco is like a very tolerant city. They have the Folsom Street Festival. You know, yeah, it's not but like, yeah. I mean, in that particular instance, she may have not. There was a context to play the midget porn. If there was no context, it's a little. Why but, are you doing that? My whole thing was, when else are you going to watch this? You're not going to watch it by yourself. Like I'm not. If I want to masturbate, I'm not putting on a midget porn. Mm. I'm not going to watch it with my girlfriend if I'm feeling randy and I want to watch a little porn to make me aroused to have sex with my wife or my girlfriend. I'm not going to put on midget porn. I'm probably going to put on midget porn if I'm hanging out with the fellas and you know we're having a party. <laughs> when else would you watch it? So basically what you're telling me here, this is what, I, what I'm getting from this. <laughs> uh, a party was ruined because you wanted to clear out some space in your closet. Yes, okay. more, more yeah. or less but for me re-gifting the, something that I just didn't want in my house. And you know, it's funny because I, okay. I mentioned it to my girlfriend and she yeah. was like, you don't watch it ever. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, yeah. you just re-gift it to someone else. So then it's their burden. Yeah. It, I, I guess that makes sense. He mm-hmm. could have just not opened it and been like, no, we're not going to watch it. And then just waited till it was another asshole's birthday and then gift it to him. Yeah. Or her. But no, it's, you know, I, I think... I think it was acceptable. I think it was funny. And I think she flipped out for no reason, mm. personally. I mean, I was just looking at her like, you know, take a pill. Like, calm down. You can go in the other room. Go eat some hummus and some carrots. Right. You know? Whatever. You anyway, got to be able to read the room, you know? She, they shut it off. Yeah. And she left shortly afterwards. And then uh, they put it back on. Hmm. And it was midget porn party again. Okay. So, you know, and I, at that point, I think I left. Hmm. You don't want to pass out in a room full of guys watching midget porn. No. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on to a completely different topic. This is like completely different. Okay. Um, today, as I was scouring the news, I'm trying to ignore all the, the Trump firing the FBI and creating complete turmoil in our government. Um, I was trying to ignore all that, and I was looking for something that, you know, is cogent and interesting to talk about here on the show. Yeah, because I can't wrap my head around any of that shit. No, I, you know, I'm yeah. just at this point, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's all chicanery. Yeah. I'm just going to ignore it. Um, but then I came across this, and I just felt, I felt weird as, as a Jew. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm a Jewish guy, you know, by heritage. Obviously, I'm an atheist. I don't practice Judaism. I don't even really fully endorse any religion. But I grew up, you know, indoctrinated I, by it's, Judaism. It's weird because I always thought you were a Swedish Episcopalian. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck I was thinking. But, but what I'm saying is, like, I, you know, have a lot of knowledge about Jewish customs and cultures and uh, or the, the culture and customs of being a Jew because I grew up in it. And so it surprises me every now and then when you come across a ritual that Jews do that you'd never fucking heard of. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah. Like, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And so I had that experience today. Um, the last time I felt that was when I, I read about uh, Mitzitza Bipe. You ever heard about that one? No. It's when you, when the, the Orthodox sounds, rabbis... Sounds delicious, though. It's when they suck out the blood out of, after they circumcise an infant. You heard about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, didn't I a didn't kid die a of, like, uh, herpes or something? <laughs> Like an infant died of herpes that he got from like a moil's lips. I'm sorry, that's not funny, but you know. <laughs> it's a weird way to go. Yeah. It's a weird way to go. And you know, it, it's funny because I remember reading about that mm. and then asking my father, the rabbi, I was like, so dad, what's the deal here with this, um, you know, rabbis or moils sucking out the first drops of blood right after a bris, after the circumcision? My dad's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
No, no idea. Never heard of it. And I'm like, really? Metsita Bepeh. Because I had read about it. And he, as soon as I said it, he's like, oh, yes, that. Not many, not many Jews do it. It's an esoteric tradition. Only mm. with the like, Hasidim. Like, he just only discounted it. Mm. You know, but he, and he didn't want to admit it. I bet you this is the same thing. So I read about this. The only reason I read about this is because there's a fucking app That's for like, this. I, that Moyle thing, it's like, like who are you, Pedo Dracula or something? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. It's crazy. Yeah, but that just, you know, all that does is it just further galvanizes people's belief that Jews are just these evil blood-sucking <laughs> creatures, you know? It's like, okay, there you go. Justify the Nazi beliefs. There yeah. you go. Thank you. You fucking weirdos. I think this kind of... We were going to call off the pogrom, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead with it. You're, they're doing what to babies' dicks? <laughs> okay. Let's burn them. You know, that's, a, that's you know, obviously, obviously it's not a good thing to do, but I can understand it. So I read this article today and I was like, had the same what the fuck moment um, that I got with the, the vampire penis rabbis. So here's a useful app for sending a rabbi photos of your menstrual blood. Comprehend that for a second. Okay, yeah. It's weird. Uh, yeah, there, this is an actual app. It's called Tahor, which in Hebrew means pure. And the app allows you to send pictures of your menstrual blood to a rabbi for inspection. There's a whole lot of weird going on there. Yeah. The fact that you would send a picture of your menstrual period stained panties to a rabbi and he's going to look at it for what? Like, that's just weird. So anyway... I read about this practice and uh, apparently Orthodox Jewish couples and Hasidim, like these are like the, the ultra Jewish Jews. Um, they're not supposed to engage in period sex. Right. So no red wings going on there. It's because of uh, werewolves. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. As soon as they taste the menstrual blood, they yeah. just start turning into a werewolf. That, exactly. That's why they have those beards, right? right. Yeah. The full remnant moon, of it. Yeah. Um, this means that they abstain from having sex while a woman is menstruating. But uterine bleeding due to certain other causes, such as hormonal contraception, like an IUD, can also be a reason to abstain. So, th- so, there's u- so there's uterine bleeding, but then there's other types of bleeding. So in that case, you need to consult an expert. Well, because some of it's fine. Some of, the- some of it's acceptable. So after a woman believes her period to be over, she's supposed to count an additional seven clean days. At which point then, she can go to the ritual bath, immerse herself so she's pure, and can start having sex with her husband again. It's gotta suck to be an Orthodox and, Jewish man. And, and woman, for sure. Believe me, and woman, it's gotta suck to be an Orthodox Jewish woman, but it has to suck to be an Orthodox Jewish man, too. And as, as somebody who's had a lot of fucking trouble counting clean days, I, I, know, <laughs> I know it's a fucking problem. So, yeah. How many clean? What? How many clean days have I've you had out, this I, past I, week? I stopped counting. <laughs> I stopped counting. Believe me, I can tell. Yeah. Need to get fucking air fresher in this room. Um. So yeah. So I kept thinking about this too. I was like, as soon as I'm reading through a lot of this stuff, I'm like, God, you know, thank God. Even though I don't believe in a God, thanks Satan that my father was an Orthodox rabbi. You know, I sh- I've been a sweat a little bit in here, but I showered today and I oh, put on did? deodorant. All right. What are you talking about? I can't smell anything anyway. Okay. It's an exaggeration. Because you keep saying that. And every time you say that, I'm like... I, uh, yeah, but I, I can't dr- smell shit, though. I can't smell okay. anything. Because when I was on drugs, it was like, okay, you know, good bet. You know, maybe I hadn't showered in a couple of days. But I've actually, you know, 
Well, you know, you don't have smudge marks on your face. You don't look like mm. Pigpen. When you walk, there isn't a dust cloud okay. forming yeah. about your feet. Yeah. Um, but that's about all I can tell. I mean, I'm obviously joking because I have no olfactory sense. All right. It's gone. Okay, I got it. So, yeah, I wouldn't be able to smell it. But um, It's hard to tell sometimes I'm sick and wrong what's real and what's, <laughs> what's merely farce. Um, yeah, but I was thinking, I was like, thank God my dad is an Orthodox rabbi. Because if I had to deal with this growing up, I would have just, I would have left the house. I'd have mm. ran away. I'd have become like a hobo on a train or something. Yeah. You know, one of those hipsters. Not even hipsters. It's oh, like, like those, the, like the, like the punk rock kids that yeah. dress like train engineers. Those crusty punkers ride. <laughs> that ride and like, that just ride the yeah, rails. Yeah. I would have done that rather than having to deal with like being Orthodox Jew. Um, Why is a rabbi qualified to figure out what kind of blood shit is i you know i wonder that how they get no trained sense. to do this yeah. but they're also trained to cut off the tip of your dick so there's obviously some kind of medical school for like you know weird obscure jewish theology right and, <clears throat> and medical practices um so during the clean days so you got seven clean days that has to happen there's clean days before you get the ritual bath if there's any staining during the clean days you get a coin oh no I'm <laughs> no sorry. she's got to oh, start oh, counting oh, all okay. over again all right. And the husband's got to be like, fuck. I was just waiting. I got my sheet with a hole in it. I'm ready to go. And next thing you know, it's like another seven counting I days. Got, I got my baby skeleton all laid out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> fuck. So sometimes a woman may, might not know what makes the stain. So she's like, okay, there's a stain. There's a stain here in my panties. I don't know if it's menstrual related. Or if it's something completely different. I can't even tell if it's not Heinz ketchup that accidentally got down there. You know, maybe when you're like leaving it out for the dirty clothes, you know, dirty clothes. You know, I'd like to say that I've never fucked on top of a baby skeleton, but you really don't know what people keep under their beds. I guess you don't know what's buried in a person's mattress. And you've, you've slept, obviously had sex in a lot of hotels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you never know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Um, that that just threw me off there. Okay, getting back to it here. Um, So a woman might not know what made the stain. So she sends the cloth, the underwear, stained period panties to a rabbi to inspect it. In the mail. Yeah. Or they drop it off at the synagogue. Ah. And so the rabbi, judging by the color and other factors, will rule whether or not the counting needs to start anew. It's a lot of power. You got to admit, it's like if the rabbi's just being a dick, he's just like, yeah, looks like some uterine blood to me. Start counting. And then the husband's just like, you fucker. Yeah. You fucker. Because I don't care. Are they even allowed to masturbate? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. So you can't masturbate. You can't fuck your wife. Uh, is it one of the Torah books or, or one of the Old Testament books? books that Jews don't look at where it's like spilling your seed on the ground is wrong. I think that was the Old Testament. I think that was like Leviticus the, or something. But it might not be part of the Pentateuch, right? The or the, the Talmud or something. Yeah. I'm not sure how it works. Maybe. But I thought they were like, you know, I always thought like ultra-religious people, Christians, Jews, even Muslims are just like, you know, onanism is a sin. As I've always thought that. So, may, so I'm just thinking there's a lot of blue balls going on there with the Orthodox Jews. You know, um, so with Tahor, this app, you can cut out the middleman here. You can uh, so instead of <laughs> oftentimes these ladies would you send cut out, out the middleman by showing your 
panties straight to God. Well, I think part decides. of it is is like going to the synagogue yourself and right. having to give it to somebody and be like, give this to the rabbi to inspect. Or a lot of times they oh. give it to their husband and he drops off the panties. You know, and he's probably got this hopeful look in his eyes and then rabbi denies him. It's okay. Just but wait this, a few. This, well, no, but you have. Come well, on. You, you're, you're like sitting there. You got an ethical crisis going on here. You're like, what? This is a quandary. You're like, do I have to start counting again? Because if you don't, God's going to punish you. He's going to um, remove your uterus. He's going to kill all your livestock. <laughs> That's what he does. He's yeah. an angry God. Um, the app, Tahor, allows you to choose your rabbi from a menu of all these different kinds of Orthodox rabbis. And then you can hit send and send them a picture of your bloody panties to find out the blood you're seeing is uterine or not. Because who knows menstrual blood better than a fucking rabbi? I can't think of anybody. (laughs) You know, if you think about it, though, don't you think this is better than having to go drop it off yourself? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be awkward. I don't even understand. I mean, just wait a week. What's the... You got to bother a rabbi, you know? Well, I mean, you're you're counting. Crazy. You know, your husband's probably bothering you. Like, all right, got the sheet, ready to go. What are we waiting for? You always do this no, to me. And nobody bothers you like a Jew. <laughs> nobody can I, do I that. just pictured Larry David like, come yeah. on. Right. I've been waiting. As if he'd deal with this. With a huge beard. So it seems like it's an improvement for Orthodox women because now they have, you know, anonymous access to a rabbi and he can see it. Um, and plus it's convenient because, you know, she doesn't have to drop it off at the office, but it's still just weird. It's weird. And it, what's weird to me is when, when do women learn this tradition of being pure and like the ritual bath and uh, dropping off the panties? You know, uh, it says here in the article that but right before they get married, they have a special bride class that you have to attend. And this is where you learn all this shit. Oh, so you go to bride class and they're just like, okay, you start counting right after, you know, there's, there's no more blood in your pants. like the, the regular person equivalent of sex ed. Sounds I, like. I guess it's just weird Jewish bride class. Hmm. I don't know why any woman would be down with this. Like the other day I was over on Melrose. And you know, there's a lot of like strict Hasidic Jews oh, yeah. on Melrose. And I was walking to the bank and it's like super hot like orthodox jewish woman is walking by and i was looking at her i'm like wow that girl's hot and i'm like she's just kind of dressed weird there's something weird about her like she's got like a she's just like a cult member like she's about waiting for the ufo or something and sure enough her fucking husband like walks around to the corner and comes over and like he's got like the curlies and the yarmulke and like you know the whole thing and i'm like oh she's an orthodox chick you know orthodox jewish chick and i was like what a waste that's what i was thinking you sound like you're like a you know, Puerto Rican guy in a garbage truck about to yell out the window. At no, I wasn't going to catcall. I was just thinking, I was like, God, this girl's really attractive. Yeah. She could probably be having an yeah. awesome, fun yo, life. Yo, baby, are you a Mennonite? Are you one of the Mennonites? <laughs> What's up? You know what I'm saying? It's like when you see a girl, you're walking down the street and you're like, she's really hot, but there's something weird about her. <laughs> I can tell there's something weird. There's something off. Yes. You know, something a little off kilter. And, yeah, sure enough. It's like, okay, she is wearing some kind of traditional, like, Orthodox Jewish woman garb. She's probably counting right now. Yeah. Or sometimes it's like, she has no eyes. 
Or yeah. Maybe, maybe, that, was just a dream. <laughs> that, maybe that was just a dream I had. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that actually happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what, so what, a lot of rabbis, you know, this, this app seems like it can improve a lot of people's lives, but there's a lot of rabbis that are against it. There's a lot of rabbis that love sniffing period panties because I'm sure they smell it and they're like, it smells like blood, uterine blood. They could probably sniff it out. Who likes that? These I mean, fucking I like weirdo lot. Hasidic rabbis. They like it. Do you know why their noses are hook shaped? So they can snort <laughs> blood like some kind of disco Dracula. You know, now there's going to be some alt-right uh, like radio show that's going to be quoting me. A Jewish guy is revealing secrets. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, so there's, there's some rabbis are really upset and they're calling for uh, this app to be banned, arguing that it, he might not be able to parse the exact color or texture of the stain with a fancy iPhone photo. It's just, you know, it's not going to, they're not going to be able to, uh, you know, accurately predict if it's uterine blood or not. Hmm. So, yeah, so they, they don't want, they don't want this Instagram photo that you're sending them with your filters, your fancy filters on it. A uh, good friend of mine used to work at a dermatology academy and people would, the school I think made most of their money, people would send them pictures of their skin issues their, yeah, and then they diagnosed like them. But he, we, I lived in New York, it was New York, and uh, he would find the grossest pictures and put them and then send the courier to me to, deli- to deliver them. <sighs> oh, man. Disguised as something else. And I'd open <laughs> oh, it up. Man. And I'd be like, oh, it'd be like something just awful. Uh. The worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> and it always get me. Every time I went, you know, it, oh, uh, it was brutal. God, yeah. yeah. That's this the one, the this one thing. This reminds me of that. So one thing that gets me is the, uh, <laughs> the, the zit popping videos. I, fuck, I can't take it. I, I can look I at don't... anything. I can look at shit porn. I can. Some guy sent me a video on Facebook of a guy with flippers banging this chick with his flip. I can. I can look at that. That's fine. But it's the popping of zits. I don't look at those videos just because I know if I do, I might get hooked on them and I might start watching them all the time. And you think you're gonna get like a fetish? It's the only way you Not get a, a fetish. Boner. But I mean, you know, I enjoy popping my own pimples. I, um, do you do you pop like girls' pimples? No. See, that's the th- that's when I think it gets weird. Okay. You know, although a lot of girls like popping their guys' pimples. I know. I know it, it's like a, I think it's a weird fetish thing. Even though they say it's not, but I think it's like a, like an, like a primal act. Like a monkey. Yeah, like simians. It's sure. like an act, like a simian would do it. Yeah. It's weird. Like Planet of the Apes, they just pop sits all day. That's what they do. Um, but when did they have time to build a civilization then? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this is weird, dude. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not often that I'm surprised by some kind of, you know, strange jewish tradition that i've never heard of i think the last time was like yeah the, the 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 vampire rabbis or did you ever hear the the chicken one caparote mm, uh, yeah i have heard of that where they swing the chicken around yeah that is a weird one i asked my dad about that and my dad's like you know there are some orthodox rabbis that do this like another esoteric tradition it's like on day of atonement yom kippur they slice a chicken's throat and then swing it around their head so there's like blood spraying in a circle and you're supposed to atone for your sins. And then you go find a homeless guy and you give him like the, the, the dead chicken. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because the hostages used to do that in Bensonhurst sometimes, but they give it to a homeless guy? Yeah, it's Sadaka. It's charity. What the fuck is a homeless guy going to do with a dead chicken? I don't I have no and idea. What the fuck does this have to do with Neil Sadaka? 
<laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. I'm very confused. No, go look it up. Look okay. up Caparot, people. K-A-P-P-A-R-O-T. And you'll see just some videos of some fucking weird Jews swinging chickens around their head. But I've never heard of the homeless guy aspect of it. Well, you know, I think I think that's the... Well, because what are they going to do? They have all these dead chickens. There's some hungry homeless guys. Where's he going to cook the chicken? I don't know. In a fucking garbage can with like a the, fire in it. So if I was homeless, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, what, isn't that their oven? Uh, in the movies, I think, <laughs> you know? Jesus. Anyway. Um, there was an episode 583 here, Sick and Wrong. Um, you should check out the period app when you get a chance i actually kind of want to order the period app you should i don't want to download it and just start sending pictures of just random blood stained <laughs> things and seeing if the rabbi is like okay you got to start counting yeah. or if it's nope you know you're, you're good you can go have sex i now. just like to send rabbis like pictures of my cat or something to <laughs> <laughs> see what happens is there like an know. app where you can send dick pics to rabbis it should be. That might be fun. Hmm. Anyway, episode 583 here is Sick and Wrong. We have news coming up next, and we have um, phone calls after that. But first, here's a special offer from Adam and Eve. And take advantage of this offer, people, because it's not often that Adam and Eve gives out sex swings. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive a free sex swing. Hang sex swing to your door and hang on tight. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DIDDLE for the offer code upon checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, DIDDLE, at adamandeve.com. So Harrison, I know you're unemployed right now. It's correct. Yeah, you don't have a job. But you have had jobs in the past. It's happened. Yeah, yeah. You've, had, you've had jobs in the past. So when you started your last job, the one where, uh, was it like video porn or something? Yeah, it was video porn. Video porn. Video porn. <laughs> it was an new, app to watch video thing, porn. Was uh, it, wasn't it like uh, like uh, Pied Piper, like compression of video? It was, it, was, uh, it was analytics of, not like video itself, but analytics of video quality, digital video quality, streaming video quality. But I thought it was like you, you guys had an algorithm that would compress it. So no. people, oh, okay, it wasn't no. that. It was an, no, it was an algorithm that, you know, read... Like, yeah, it's bit rates per second for HBO Go and shit like that, you know? So if you found that it had, like, shitty quality, how would you suggest that they improve it? Or do they have to go hire some guy, another guy? Honestly, I don't even fucking remember. I used to have to, I used to, have to do it, and I don't remember at all. I don't remember at all. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, regardless, when you started that job, was there any kind of hazing for the new guy? Like, did they do anything like piss in your Diet Coke or anything? No. No, no, no hazing. Did they take you out to lunch? No. They even do that? They just like, I, what, walked you down to the basement, put you in your cubicle and be like, you're here for life. It was, yeah, it was kind Door of. Or just slammed. There's like an echo. For, for a startup, it's kind of bleak because normally there, there's at least a pretense of like, it's fun, yeah. guys, it's fun. <laughs> Until your spirit's but just crushed. There wasn't that much, um, 
the the most fun and fun i'm using air quotes in that office was that uh the conference rooms had names like sane and love so that you'd be like oh yeah come on down at four o'clock we're we're insane we're in love oh we're in love we're insane that is kind of funny yeah, for a second yeah it and then it real, just gets really annoying real fucking quick and especially like the longer you you know someone's worked there and they still think it's funny uh, after yeah. like a year yeah i want to punch him in the face <laughs> it's like i'm not in love with you I fucking hate you yeah i wish you i pray for your death every night um yeah i tried my, to learn how to ride a hoverboard but oh, no yeah, one you prompted even me that. no one prompted zany. me to do that yeah. zany um at my job uh you know the scientologists make you you know, worship and just kind of bow down and just express your fealty to Lord Zeno on the mm. first day. And that's it. You only have to do it once. You do have to take a ritual bath, but it's only the first day. And you have to jerk off on a picture of L. Ron Hubbard, right? <laughs> yeah, a couple times. Yep. And that, that you have to do once a month. But uh, no, you know, my job, I think they took us out to lunch. It's like I got a free lunch out of it. And they're just like, hey, welcome to the team. But apparently at uh, Newark, Newark Airport Customs Agents, have to uh, spend some time on the rape table when they uh, first start a job working hmm. for uh, for customs at Newark Airport. You know, does anything ever good happen in Newark? Uh, no. I mean, is there is there anything good about Newark? Name one positive aspect of Newark. Uh, it's, it's near near New York. The I guy guess. who wrote who's the guy who wrote Portnoy's complaint. Philip Roth. Oh, Philip Roth from, New- yeah, from Newark? I mean, it used to be a place that, that was where Jews lived in like, you know, the 30s and the 40s. Oh, it was all, they all lived there, Newark. Yeah. Is, I mean, Newark's technically what? Is it the, uh, it's New Jersey, right? It's New Jersey, yeah. Is it the capital of New Jersey? No. What's the capital of New Jersey? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I lived right next yeah, to you right, for a long did you time. Live right over there? It's like South Jersey. South Jersey's like, the might as well be the moon. When you live in New York. I just know Newark is just a fucking shitty town. I got it lost is. there trying to find the airport one time. Oof. Yeah, I took public trans. I got lost walking around Newark. That, you do see guys there, or used to, I guess, in the 90s, actually burning garbage cans. The only time I've ever yeah, went was, there, um, other than the airport, is to buy heroin. Oh. So, yeah. You probably get it. Are there still Jews there? Where, where no. do The Jews all live in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, I think they're gone from Newark. They, they left if they're Newark. not, they should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so this type of hazing would would seem like you know perfectly in place in a frat house. Like you, if you, if I heard like, hey, this frat got in trouble you because just they kind of casually throw out the word rape table as if it's like a thing I should just. Well, no, that's be what I'm saying. With but already. if you heard the term rape table at Sigma <laughs> Kappa Kappa Mu, you'd be like, uh-huh. yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure a lot of frats have a rape table. And they probably rape people on the table while they're doing jello shots. Okay. Like that's just normal. But if you heard like, okay, no, actually there's a table in the customs office at Newark Airport that they call the rape table, I'd be like, that's fucking weird. I'd be alarmed. Hmm. You just think it's a little weird? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I would expect the people who spend a lot of time inspecting fruits and vegetables to be sex offenders. <laughs> it would make sense to me. I guess maybe. I mean, you're, yeah. You can do a lot of things with vegetables. I mean, you know, the, the other thing too, is like, I would expect this type of behavior from TSA agents, but not from U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency officers. That's true, because the, I think anybody can be a TSA agent. Yeah, t, you don't yeah. even need to go to like 
graduate high school to be a TSA agent. Yeah. At least from my experience, the people that have patted me down. So sure. like, I'm just looking at them like, really? Did you even get your GED? Because it doesn't seem like it. But yet you're the commander in chief of the TSA. <laughs> so if I heard like the TSA guys are like, ah, oh, we call that the rape table, I'd be like, yeah, I can see that happening. <clears throat> but I thought like U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency officers are a little more professional. So uh, the Department of Homeland Security is investigating allegations of hazing among uh, customs agents at uh, Newark Airport, including claims of a so-called rape table where veteran officers have been duct-taping victims and abusing them. Fucking Newark, dude. Jesus. <laughs> How do you duct-tape someone to a table? I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I've... Have you... You know, I do kind I mean, I guess, of, I do have a fear of customs agents because, you know, I've, I've come over the border. Like, I remember the first time I went to Amsterdam, I bought some weed back with me. It's just like easier to idiot. use rope. I mean, because I've tied bitches to tables and it's easier to use rope. Duct tape, uh, duct tape by the legs. It's messy. But, but you know, customs agents, I'm like, God, this is scary. Best behavior. Get right through. But um, I just, I couldn't imagine. Like, if they took me into a room, they're like, this is the rape table. Right. I would be freaking out. I'd be freaking out. Um, yeah, I think you find out afterwards what kind of table it is. <laughs> I don't think they announce it. Well, I'm sorry. You well, if you're an employee, a new employee at least. You were so, about to tell me a story about some nonsense when I interrupted you with some nonsense because I got kind of turned on thinking about the. No, I'm just saying. I was like, come back from Amsterdam. I had a bunch of weed on me, and I was like, I shouldn't have done this because you know, I don't know. They're intimidating. That's dumb. It is dumb. Yeah. But they didn't find it. That's Because I've smuggled drugs before. That's the worst kind of drug to smuggle. Yeah, it's it's like, easy you know, to it, animals to smell it. It's Yeah, but, I, you know, I guess, I mean, this was probably 2000. It was before, it was pre-9-11. So it was like 99, 2000. I just had like a couple bags of weed, I think, just like wrapped in a sock and a sock and then wrapped in like jeans and just shoved into my uh, my suitcase. Nothing ever happened. Right. But the, the, it's stupid to do that. It's real dumb. But I remember being very intimidating. But I don't feel that same way amongst the TSA. Like you walk through the TSA and it's like being like a, you know, walking through the special education area of your high school. Right. It's like it's fine. <laughs> but these guys, listen to this. So these three custom agents open up to uh, NBC New York about harrowing abuse that they suffered. Uh, they claim that the abuse has been going on for years in a secure room in Newark's Terminal C. The assaults purportedly occur on a conference table. And although clothing is, uh, is not, has not been removed, reportedly, during the hazing, agents allegedly grind the genital areas of the victims. So some fraudage. Some fraudage occurs here. So uh, one of the officers here who, um, who is uh, leaking this information to NBC, he says, hazing wouldn't do this justice. This is complete assault. They take you in a room... And your fellow officers are all watching as they grab you. He explained that the abu abuse occurs once the lights go out, which I don't quite know what that means. Okay. At that point, veteran agents grab you up like a gang. Yeah. And they forcibly throw you on a table. He said one officer ended up mounting him and riding him like a horse. <laughs> and then he was grabbed by the other officers against his will. Uh... He narrowly escaped, another officer here said he narrowly escaped the assault, but that a song from the MTV show Jackass called Party Boy was being played in the room throughout the whole ritual. So do you have that queued up? Mm-hmm. Listen to the song. 
I would think I was just like as soon as I hear this, and like I, you know, I've seen the movie Jackass, and I, you know, I'm familiar with Steve-O and Knoxville and all those guys. I would think I'm about to get sodomized. Sure. Doesn't it sound like music? It's like the prelude to sodomy. Right. <laughs> I can see. I'm sure it's like as soon as they got brought into the rape table, into the room of the rape table, and this was playing, nothing good's gonna come out no, of that. No, of course not. You course know, not. there's no like fucking 14 foot subway sandwich there and they're like welcome aboard it's yeah. no we're tying you fucking no, to the table that's when they force you to mate with a pig human hybrid <laughs> you know that's what happens when you hear I, that. you hear this song people and yeah. run run mm-hmm. far away as far as you could quickly and as far as you can go um it's called the party boy song and they play it in the past and it's become their theme for the event so apparently the hazing is called party being a party boy and so this guy says they're monsters in a sense. They know that we can't do anything about it because you're going to get fired. You know, you're going to be like, you're not a team player because you're not down with us mounting you and rubbing our crotches on you. That, that is just bizarre to me. It's bizarre. I mean, I don't know. If I had a job in there, like that happened. or I, Do you know about it ahead of time or do you not know about it? It sounds like they're just blindsided by it. Okay. I mean, but let's say you work there. If that happened to me on my first day, wouldn't you leave? I don't know what I'd do. Would you honest. be down? I might, you know, sometimes you just, <laughs> sometimes something happens to you and the best thing to do is just put it away. Just or repress just put it. put it back in that space, just that little crawl space behind your, your, your mental attic and just. Harrison's hope, like, hope when never, in Newark, yeah, anything hope goes. It, hope it never comes up again. Yeah. You know, I would be like, what are you doing? No, this isn't going to happen. And then they would forcefully tie me, you know, forcibly tie yeah. me to the table. Yeah. And then I would sue. Build a wall in your mind. <laughs> Just keep it there. Um, Diana Sifuentes, the female agent. Because this was happening to male and female agents. That's kind of weird. That is it, weird. Uh, if it's a male, it's like, well, you know. But if, if it's a woman, you're kind of playing with you know a woman one of a woman's greatest fears which is kind of a fucked up thing to do i kind of I, think. I think so too but i mean you this know? is like way beyond sexual harassment yeah at this point it's like so how do we deal with the uh, sexual assault in the employee right. handbook <laughs> you know it's like a, what is the employee handbook for customs agents yeah i don't even know it's like well you must play the party boy song when you're hazing the newbies <laughs> You know, so um, she I said, need to speak with HR. <laughs> well, he's busy dry humping Sheila on the table, so you so have to wait. Diane explained that she also escaped the rape table, though she was allegedly chased around by a couple agents, <laughs> taped with green customs tape to a chair by another, while a different officer pulled his gun on her. She says she was afraid for her life. What kind of madness is that? She took a deep breath, kept on typing, like nothing was happening. I mean, yeah. Working at an airport every day? I don't know. I don't know. The officers said they were too intimidated to make official complaints at first. Though um, one of the officers did file an internal complaint, and then all three ended up reaching out to an attorney for help filing a lawsuit. Um, U.S. Customs and Border Protection told NBC that the investigation is ongoing. They say, we do not tolerate corruption or abuse within our ranks, and we cooperate fully with criminal Administrative investigations. 
God, that that attorney must have been so happy when he got that call. <laughs> you know, I read that uh, Sean Spicer had to go through uh, Donald Trump's rape table. Have you heard about that? Ah, uh, I think that's just like every Tuesday. I don't think that's an issue. <laughs> you know that table in the yeah, Oval yeah, Office? Right. He starts playing the Party Boy song. <laughs> All of his staff just runs out yeah. of the room. <laughs> Did you hear Sean Spicer was trying to hide in the bushes from from the press? I wasn't hiding in the bushes. I was standing among the bushes. Well, he was hiding because the press... You don't even know how to talk. The press wanted to inquire about the whole Flynn thing. And you don't know why he's hiding? Because Donald Trump put on the party boy song. You hear this? Cue the music again. I bet you Sean Spicer heard this and was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He's got fucking Rambo camo paint on. and He's just hiding in the bushes. Meanwhile, Trump's just sitting there dancing. You know, like in Reservoir... Remember Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, Stuck yeah, in the middle yeah. of you? Here's Trump. That's some frightening shit. That's some scary imagery. Fucking Spicer. Yeah. On that note, let's get on to your story. What do you have? Man with vehicle fetish, or vehicle fetish, as some purists might like to say, sentenced to treatment and probation. Treatment and probation. Uh-huh. Yep. The 26-year-old man with a self-professed fetish for rough-running cars will avoid prison time and instead receive mental health and sex offender treatment, along with five years probation. Does, so, clarify this. Saginaw, cl- Michigan. Saginaw, Michigan. This, yeah. is, uh, this is my hometown. Is that your hometown? Yeah. Well, so you're in Bay City. Bay City, Saginaw. Fun. They're tri-cities. Oh. My, my, uh, my father had a, a synagogue in all three cities. We had to go to, to, go to all three. Eventually, my parents moved to Saginaw before moving to Detroit, so I lived there for a while. He, he had a synagogue. Was was it like a chain of synagogues? Was no, it, it, like it was, a mattress store or something? No, the the whole thing. Not to get too much into this, but uh, my father moved there with the expectation that they're going to build one synagogue for the the whole community. But the communities all hated each other. So the Jews in Midland hated the Saginaw Jews. The Saginaw Jews hated the Bay City Jews. Ah. So they all wanted to keep their temples. So my father had to travel like 20, 20 miles in between all these different synagogues all the time. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well. Um... Yeah, so Jordan Haskins was sentenced to on eight felonies, two separate auto incidents. Haskins is a habitual offender with a criminal history of multiple incidents involving a fetish he refers to as cranking. Cranking? I always thought crank was like bathtub meth or something. It is. I mean, it's a general term for speed. Yeah. 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 So cranking, is this guy on speed while he's cranking riding around is in a car when or something? Wa- when you watch, when you... Uh, you can only get aroused by watching the uh, Jace, Jason Statham movie, Crank. Crank. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only time you can get aroused. Uh, the act entails removing a vehicle's spark plug wires to make the vehicle run roughly to help reach sexual self-gratification. All right. I, I, I'm, a, I'm like an idiot when it comes to mechanical functions of cars. Did cars now even still have spark plugs? What do spark plugs do? Because it's all—it's like a computer in there now. I but mean, what do they do? I know the Prius doesn't have any of that. Yeah, Prius has just this like weird alien type of technology. Yeah. Um. But what does what does uh what do spark plugs do? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, wrong, I don't so know. he pulls out the spark plugs and does what with them? Shoves them up his ass or something? No, no, no. It's like one of those things where if you didn't want somebody's car to start, you you take out the thing. You take out the so, but how, what kind of gratification is that? I mean, is he just sitting in a car that can't start? Yeah. 
Like that, here's like here's a little excerpt from um, uh, a car crank, cranking video, right? You did a search for car cranking videos here. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you have it bookmarked, or did you do a search for it? Uh, <laughs> no, I had to learn about this okay. same as you today. You know, here we go. Here's a little clip from it. minutes of that wait is it is that was that russell brand <laughs> <laughs> you put, wait did you say babe it uh, won't start yeah 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 want to hear it again yeah, yeah. okay Steve, it won't stop. I think it's Noel Fielding yeah. from the Mighty Boosh. That's who that was. Oh my so God. what's what's the fetish? You just watch a girl, be or well, a very feminine male I was, trying to start a car. Is that what you do? The article was a little unclear. I, I did, did a little research. Okay, all you right. Know, we do we put a lot of work into this, guys. Yeah. And I did some research <laughs> here, and uh, apparently there's two different versions of this. There's one where it's um, it's called like pedal something. Um, where it's it's you're at, try, watching a vi a woman trying to start a car, and also you're kind of focused on her foot pressing down in the pedal as well, preferably wearing a high heel. Most so, likely. so these guys have some kind of like auto fetish. Yes, but they also want to see a sexy woman being frustrated trying to start a car. Yeah, do they? The help fetish her? is often related to pedal pumping, which is like a kind of a foot fetish thing. Do they help her start the car? No, well, that's a whole other genre of porn. It's car stuck porn. Car stuck porn. It's yeah. like when a guy comes upon a, uh, a a a damsel in distress and helps her out. Next thing you know, bends her over the hood. No, some of it's just like I've seen some of this where it's literally just a woman. She's wearing clothes. Her car's stuck in the mud, and she's trying to get it out, and she can't. That just sounds like the worst porn ever. I mean, yeah, it's not. You know, I don't. I don't get but that it. porn. Sucks. I'd yeah. rather watch midget porn. Let's see if I got. She's upset. The Jeep is stuck. Yeah, the Jeep is stuck in sand. You know, it's like really digging. The, at one point, I was watching this. It's like 60 minutes this video. She's trying to. I just a, a, a Man, woman it, with her Jeep stuck in sand. <laughs> stuck in she's not naked. What is she wearing? She's she's got a short skirt on. And Do you a, get and to a, see anything? A nice like, blouse. Do you get to see anything? I thought her legs, you know. Um, but, I mean, she could just be on the street, you know, it's fine. But at one point, she actually tries to dig. She tries to dig the, 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 the tire out from the sand with her hands. This is baffling yeah. to me. <laughs> I, I don't understand how you can achieve yeah. sexual gratification from this. She's getting real upset. I'm stuck in the sand. I'm stuck so is there an app where you can send these videos to rabbis? <laughs> oh, I'm so make it, guys. Come on, you uh, fucking yeah. geniuses out up there, you know? Yeah. So, so what does this guy do? Does this, this guy just likes to pull out spark plugs out of cars and watch women trying to start the cars? Um, no, this guy likes to do it himself. And I saw one like this where he, he, he likes to turn the key himself. And so the car's just shaking and yeah. he's like, and so are these his cars or are they other people's cars? That's where the problem 
Because if I think if you did it with your own car, it'd be fine. I picture this guy probably owns like a 1981 Camaro, otherwise known as a bitching Camaro. Yeah, no, it is a bitching Camaro. Um, but no, you, you're getting ahead of me here, dude. Uh, so he was, uh, yeah, he got probation, mental health um, counseling. His attorney said, it's something I don't think we understand as attorneys. That he's going to benefit from treatment and counseling, which is a sentence that is weird because it's like, you mean he doesn't, un- as an attorney, he doesn't understand how somebody could benefit from treatment and counseling or as an attorney, he can't understand esoteric sexual fetishes. I, I think he's saying as an attorney, I can't understand cranking. I'm thinking, <laughs> don't you think? I guess so. I get. I, I mean, I don't think going the- to law school precludes you from weird <laughs> fucking sexual shit. You know? I'm sure they had their own fetishes, those lawyers. Right. They're a vile bunch. But do you think a mechanic, like a car mechanic, would understand, would have empathy for this guy and be like, I get it. I sometimes get a boner when I hear like a you know motor start up for the first time. I, I, I guess so. Or do you think yeah. a mechanic would have the completely opposite reaction where they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? It's a car. I think that'd be the main reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of my reaction. I'm yeah. not even a mechanic. Right. All right. Because uh, you could be, you know, obsessed with things and not eroticize it. I guess that makes sense. You don't need to eroticize everything. I love uh, the show Small Wonder, but yet I don't have any kind of sexual arousal when I'm watching it. That's good. And seriously, I don't. That's very, okay. No, I don't. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. Let's watch it with you know, fully clothed. Ah, all right. Uh <laughs> So uh, his client will not have to register as a sex offender. That's fun. Um, In April, Haskins pleaded guilty to six counts of unlawfully driving away an automobile. It's like a really polite term for fucking stealing a car. (laughs) Is that that what they call it when it's a white person? Yeah, when it's a white person. (laughs) If it's a black guy or a Hispanic fella, it's like, no, that's like fucking stealing vehicles. Larceny, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Uh, yeah. So driving away an automobile, one count malicious destruction of property, one count breaking and entering in a building. Blah 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 blah. So this guy just goes and steals your car, removes the spark plugs, and then jacks off in it. Uh huh. I wouldn't even want the car back at that point. I'd be like, you know what? Just give me the insurance money for it. And uh, he was joyriding some of them, apparently. God, the guy like seriously, that guy violates your car. Yeah. Uh, the second case against him, police say Haskins broke into the body shop uh, of Martin Chevrolet. Oh, okay, and uh, took four vehicles for joyrides. Wow, that you know that must be like like an orgy for him. Do you <laughs> for, think? A second, for a second, I thought they, I thought they meant a, a body shop owned by Martin Chevrolet. <laughs> And I'm like, what are the odds? What? <laughs> there must have been a Mr. Chevrolet at one point. Uh, yeah, there? sure, sure. But do you, wow, th- do you think that's odds? like an orgy for that dude? He breaks yeah. into a body shop and there's like 20 cars in the room? I think so. It's like Caligula. I know. Oh, man. This person took some vehicles from the body shop and drove around the back lot area, damaging the vehicles and jumping over hills. Thomas Township Police Sergeant Al Fong said at the time, it was a joyride. A joyride. Wasn't Al Fong Dr. Strange's personal assistant? 
I think I don't remember. Uh, Maybe that was Wong. I just watched that movie too. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the man was waiting trial on accusations he was cranking, uh, in a in a in a county owned maintenance truck was jailed Valentine's Day on charges. He took five vehicles for joyride. So there's does a lot he, of charges here. Does he call it's it like cranking, or is this a publicly known fetish called cranking? There's a fucking Wikipedia entry for it, motherfucker. Okay, so, so I guess it is a thing. It's legit. Yep. It's legit, guys. Uh, so. Hessian previously said Haskins, who is a former Republican candidate for a Michigan House seat. Uh, well, okay. One thing. He's 26. He's a former candidate for a Michigan House seat. I think you could be a candidate. Remember one of those jackasses we had on the show a few weeks ago? I think anybody can be a candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anybody can be a candidate. You yeah, know, yeah, I think anyone like, can. Yeah. However... Um, you know, it's it, it's not that improbable that he might get it because I I, did, I read I read something like Kid Rock and the Nugent are uh, Ted Nugent or Ted Nugent are both trying out for like Senate or House seats. Sure. I, I mean, who cares? The cranker might get one too. So uh, <clears throat> he's a bright young man, uh, brought down by untreated compulsions. I don't even know how you would treat this compulsion. Would give him a scooter? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> uh, I think you give him um, a hybrid car. Yeah. You give him a hybrid. I, and then he, there's no spark plugs. You can hear a goddamn thing. With that yeah. Thing, so. God, that must be very underwhelming for a cranker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just get in a hybrid and you'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah. It's like, but then I think you might get a fetish on like when it subtly switches into electric mode from fucking regular <laughs> mode and shit. It's weird. I remember my father, because I got my Prius from my father, and my father used to like freak out and be like, you hear that? You hear that? I'm like, hear what? It's just shifted into electrical mode. He'd get all excited, and I'm just like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, I think my father had a fetish for that. It's kind of cool, though, yeah. if you're new to it. I guess. I mean, it's sort of. Do you get excited now that you have your your hybrid? It's a little neat. I find it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Uh, But I can't do the same daring traffic moves I'm used to, so it's it's a little hard. Yeah, there's you know, there's definitely no balls when you're driving a car like that. No, you know, no No cojones Mm -mm. with a Prius. You get used to it though, being a neutered male. You get used to it. Oh, your beta mobile. I know. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, story number three here. Man accused of helping teen die had fascination with death. Harrison, this is a very dark story. I don't even know how this could even be funny. It's like one of those stories that we're going to like try to force it to be funny, but it's not really funny. It's just really fucked up. Okay. But I like these stories. I do too. I think that's the that, you know I think that's the, uh, the the positive aspect of the show is we make light of uh, really dark situations, and uh, I think this one is definitely extremely dark, but it's really weird. It's weird. I like these kind of stories. Somebody sent it in, but I forgot to print their name out. I got it on Facebook. I mean, nothing says comedy like suicide. So yeah. <laughs> let's get into it. Authorities in Utah say a young man with an interest in watching someone die participated in and filmed the suicide. Of a 16-year-old girl. It's a strange hobby. That is weird. It's a young Dahmer, this guy. And you know how they did do the, they're going to do the movie how Young? Old, how old is this person? He's 18. Okay. But you know they're going to do a movie Young Indiana Jones? Yeah. This guy could play Young Dahmer. He could. You know, just when he was in, in high school. I think they're making that, actually, too. Killing small animals. My friend Dahmer, the movie. 
Are they making a movie out of that? I believe so. We interviewed that guy, the guy that wrote that comic. Oh, yeah, he's cool. I forget his name. Um, Tyrell Joe, this is a very Polish surname. I have no idea how to say it. It's like Perzebian. I don't know. Sure. It's, I'm just going to call him Perbian. Perbian. Uh, <laughs> Prometheus. Ty- yeah, Prometheus here. Yeah. Tyrell Joe Prometheus of Spanish Fork, uh, Utah, faces charges of murder and reckless endangerment. If convicted, he could face life imprisonment. I just got really distracted for a second because I still have the porn hub open from the car stuck video. And there's like an ad for a blowjob machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A machine? And, yeah, and in the, there's like a video of the guy using it, and it says, for the cost of two dates, enjoy unlimited blowjobs for life with the Auto Blow 2 Plus. <laughs> they sell that ad, I believe? Um, Fuck the sex wing, dude. Yeah. I want the Auto Blow. The Auto Blow. It's yeah. all about the Auto Blow. Anyway, I closed it because it was too much. I couldn't deal with it. I think this guy should get an Auto Blow. I you think should. that's a better hobby yeah. than watching 16-year-old girls kill themselves. <laughs> Um, so the investigation here began when turkey hunters found the girl's body hanging from a tree. A can of industrial strength air duster and two plastic bags were found near the tree. One of the bags had a note which identified the girl and instructed investigators to watch a video on her cell phone. This is some weird, like, you know, modern day horror movie type of shit. Yeah. It's like you find a bag... It's like you open it up and there's a video with like, uh, what's his name? Ethan Hawke on it. You know, it's like a bunch of people like being crucified yeah. and burned alive. It's like a family and then they got to figure it out. All, all, set to, all set to an Ulver soundtrack yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, so they found this bag and there's a video with instructions to watch it. Um, I wonder if they're going to leak that video. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, a cop says he viewed the video and you can clearly see the victim with a noose around her neck while standing on a rock. And uh, Prometheus here is heard asking the juvenile to say something. And before, but she, So she say, says something, which they don't actually print what it is. She then inhales a large dose of the industrial strength air duster, loses consciousness, and then falls and hangs herself. Mm. So he doesn't technically kill her, but he didn't stop her from killing herself. I don't know if he was jacking off while this was going on, but I wouldn't be surprised. Is this, now is this a case of him really going out of his way to help, or did she just really put him in a bad spot? No, this guy's a good Samaritan in terms, for, in terms of helping someone die. He's okay. not a good Samaritan in terms of helping someone out here. Um, so Prometheus, Perbian or whatever his name is, uh, filmed for 10 to 11 minutes as the girl dangled from the rope. Now, that's some weird shit. Remember that movie, American Beauty? Yeah. That fucking guy, that creepy-ass pedophile guy filming that balloon and floating around or piece of trash or whatever? Vaguely recall that They try to make it look all artistic. Yeah. I could see this guy just sitting there listening to some over and just watching this dead 16-year-old girl dangling in the wind. Yeah. Thinking it's some, like, really artistic shit. I could see that. Uh, the video allegedly shows him checking her pulse before he stops recording. And then what do he do? Go to Carl's Jr.? Yeah. You know, go home, watch, like, fucking Archer? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just, this is just insane. Well, that was an afternoon. All right. Oh, God, I'm tired. Jeez. Need to go relax with some Archer. Um, investigators were still working the crime scene when Persbian... Per- 
showed up and approached an officer and said he knew the girl and was with her when she died. Which is, this just is also just kind of blows my mind. What does he do? Just hang out there, waiting for the cops to show up? Did he go to? Like, was he, he waiting there when they? You know? I know. I mean, did, do you think he was scoping it out, waiting for her to be found? I don't know. So he could do this. This. It, it this doesn't is say in the article. No, it just said he just kind of the officers were investigating. He just walks up. And he's like, "Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? I know what happened here. Yeah. You know, that's my video. I filmed it. Yeah. Like, thank you, Coppola." Um, so yeah, he just kind of walked over there and he expressed to detectives that he had a fascination with death and wanted to see what it's like to watch somebody die. Hmm. I'm sure cops love to hear that. Yeah. It's like, as soon as they're like, you know, as soon as they see that, they're like, great, we got a fucking weirdo here. Mm. <laughs> this case is going to be pretty easy to solve. Uh, they say that, uh, please say that he not only acknowledged filming the girl's suicide, but also admitted to purchasing the air duster and the rope. And then helping the victim, driving her to the location, and helping her even tie the noose. That's what I'm saying. He's a supportive guy. Yeah, Jesus. Now, this guy's boyfriend material. He might not last that long. And do you pick up the, the air duster from Staples? And... Yeah, I think he went to Staples. Okay. He got the air duster. Mm. I bet she like, sat down. They probably planned it out. He was like, you know what? Get the air duster. Easiest way to get knock yourself unconscious. I'll help you tie the knot. Those knots are difficult. It's quite the complicated. project. Quite the project. Yeah, this is this is hmm. quite the project. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like a, a good Samaritan for people who want to commit suicide. Yeah. That's what he is. Um, the cop said that he did absolutely nothing proactive to prevent her from doing this. <laughs> Just nothing. Didn't try to mm. talk her out, didn't say didn't talk her out of it, didn't try to say, like, you know what? Yeah. Maybe you could do something else. <laughs> like learn to knit. Yeah. You know, or or needlepoint or something. Like, yeah, there's, some, there's other things you can do other than kill yourself. But no, this guy, I think, he, he wanted to do this. Wait! You know, you know, stop, wait! I think the rope's not fully tight at the top. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just let me... Let me, let me just that. tighten that up a All little right, there bit you go. there. Okay. Yeah. The victim's mother had reported seeing her missing Friday night when she failed to come home from her job at a fast food restaurant. Hmm. All right, no wonder she wanted to commit suicide. Right. You know, it sucks. We're going to talk it a does. little. Um, her mother, you know, as these things happen, uh, post on Facebook. Uh, her post went from desperation to sorrow. She goes, I love you, baby girl. Mommy misses you. Come home. And then she found out that uh, what happened to her daughter. And then her post gave way to anger. She got upset. Uh, she suggested that the murder charged, the murder charge against uh, Prometheus might be dropped. She's really upset. She says, he's going to get off, and that's not fair. He picked her up, drove her to the store. She had no money. He even bought the rope. He drove her 32 miles to uh, Payson Canyon, where she hung herself, let her pass out and fall into the noose, did nothing but record, and then drove away, leaving her for dead. You know, except for that last part, he helped her a lot, if you yeah, think about it. he did. You know, I mean, I think it's fucked up. It is. I mean, it's not right. You know, you don't want to watch someone die, but she wouldn't have been able to do this otherwise. She'd have had to probably slit her wrist or something. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's like I think this guy is a little more helpful than than her mother <laughs> is portraying him in this Facebook post. 
It's yeah. misleading. Maybe you should go on Facebook and try and to comment. Go, yeah. And, okay. Maybe just I'll do that. Actually, yeah. I think I might find them on like, Facebook hold page. Up. Let's not rush the judgment here, guys. <laughs> and just be like, okay, yeah. well, hold on a second. He went above and beyond here to help her out. He even bought the rope. It's not cheap. I, I think what would have to happen because yeah, I think a, making a murder charge stick would be hard. Just charge him with the worst kind of manslaughter. That's a slam dunk. Well, this is what they're trying to get here. They uh, So investigators are kind of having discussions with prosecutors trying to decide, does this qualify as murder? Because it's kind of a gray area. So what, what they're saying, it falls under the depraved indifference section of the law. Hmm. Depraved indifference. Yeah. Which I kind of feel like... Isn't that what what they all get charged with at the end of Seinfeld? <laughs> That's I was thinking about that. I could see yeah. that happening in, in, in a Mormon state like Utah. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like you're forced to help people. But where were they in uh, Seinfeld? Like Boston They were in or Massachusetts. Oh, they were in Massachusetts. And it was the town they were in that passed the law. Depraved indifference? Mm-hmm. It wasn't called that. I don't know what it was called. Good Samaritan law. Oh, yeah. okay. That's what it was. Because they mean, were laughing at the fat guy. I, I don't think I have depraved indifference, but mm. I definitely fall into the indifference category. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit about most people. Yeah, it's, it hovers around depraved, I think. You know? Somewhere around... You're probably somewhere in the... It's always sunny in Philadelphia spectrum of that. that. Th- I think that's where yeah, I am. Yeah. You know, kind of callous. Mm. Yeah. Yet, you know, minding my own business. And also somewhat amused. Right. You know, but I don't think I'm depraved in my indifference. But this guy's definitely depraved in his indifference. You and your sister together are depraved in your indifference. I could see that, especially if there's some some alcohol involved. Voltron. Together you form a Voltron (laughs) of depraved indifference. That's almost like sadistic indifference. (laughs) Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's, um, they're trying to charge him with murder, and he's being held in lieu of a $20,000 cash-only bond. And I don't think anyone's rushing to help him pay that bond. Hmm. Like, could you imagine being his parents? It's like, yeah, my son sucks. Young Dahmer over here. Right. <laughs> I'm glad to get him out of the house, because I was figuring he was going to live here till the age of 30, and probably going to find some dead hookers buried in the backyard. I told him to get a hobby. This is what he does. <laughs> Not going to watch your videos anymore. Yeah. Jesus. Um, people send your stories. Cigarum Podcast at Hotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Before we get to our first phone call, here's another word from Adam and Eve. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive a free sex swing. Hang sex swing to your door and hang on tight. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DIDDLE for the offer code upon checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, DIDDLE, at adamandeve.com. So Harrison, we've got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, Once again, 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, The first call we got here is, you know, I'm surprised we didn't get more English people calling in and saying, this is what a geyser is. I got a few messages on Facebook. I saw a few messages Mm -hmm. on Facebook, a couple people emailed, but no one uh, called in explaining Mm -hmm. geyser. I think they were so shocked at our ignorance. Yeah. (laughs) 
which shouldn't be surprising because yeah. we're, you know, this isn't the first time we've displayed such, you know, such flagrant ignorance right. of their customs and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, here's a, no, not an English person, a Yank explaining what geezer means. All right. Hey, what's up, sick and wrong? This is Matt, uh, fellow fucking L.A. resident, I guess. Uh, I've been a long-time listener, and i got to say, Harrison, you're rocking it, ever especially since you've been uh, sober. Um, really have, you know, been super high quality with the show lately. I love it. Fuck Wackerly. Isn't that why you went sober, just so you could do, exactly. just perform better on yeah. this podcast? <laughs> I kind of figured. I well, noticed, like, a marked difference. Well, you can see here I have a little sign telling me to not say yeah or you know. Oh, okay. It All hasn't right. really fully worked, but I've been saying it less. I haven't I noticed. Sign up. Okay, nice. Because I listen to the show and I hear myself do stuff and I don't like it. Yeah. So I'm trying to correct these conversation fillers in general. I actually don't know how to correct conversation fillers. I don't know how you do it. I think you just have to be conscious of it. I don't know. It's hard. Um, at least you're not speaking It's hard to be tongues. conscious of it because a lot of what I'm doing is just improvising shit. And if I'm conscious of it, I can't fucking improvise shit. Well, I'm just saying, at least yeah. you're not speaking in tongues like you used to all the time. There you go. Right. Do chamba da woki. The Jabawonka. All right. His motivation for becoming sober to be a better podcaster. Yeah. Bounce. He's gone. Oh, but yeah, the show's been great, guys. Just wanted to call in to keep it up. I listen to it every fucking week, and I have for many years. Um, uh, also, I'm a Yank, you know, but I think that geezer is kind of like uh, an American calling someone a gangster. Like a, a, like a gangster. And I think, I think that because I don't know if you've heard of that, that kind of like techno rap band from... England called the streets oh, the streets and they had a song about geezers and it always made me think the lyrics it kind of made geezers sound like gangsters so I think a geezer is a gangster but I don't really know shit so anyway I hope I kept it under three minutes like I said Harrison yeah, since you've been sober man the show's been really good and I've really been digging it so keep it up and uh and yeah keep it up keep it sick keep it wrong bye guys all right you know, I think the streets is it a band or is it just one guy? You, I've you, you never heard, heard of them. No, I've never. Yeah, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's like that English, the whole English rap. You know, they they kind of took rap and did it their own way. Okay, like Dizzy Rascal. Luckily, I'm not familiar with any of this. So, no, you're, yeah. you're not you're not all that into the the hippity hop music, are you? I'm very particular about hip hop. But do you like? But do you like hip hop past like 1996? Not really. Yeah, so you like, no. Old school hip hop. Yeah. And it's weird when you listen to that because I've been listening to, you know, like more Tupac because I was never really into Tupac when he was around. I love Tupac. And I've been getting into him more and more. And it, but it's weird because it's like that feud shit doesn't age well. No. You know? Because it's like, well, this whole song is a great song, but it's like about, you know, it's all about the feud. And it's like, how did it? It's like Puff Daddy clowned on somebody's pager at the Source Awards, and it started. You know, it's just like, who gives a shit? Now? Yeah, but but I think a lot of the uh, a lot of that is a nostalgia factor with old school music. Mm-hmm. Like you hear about, you know, Biggie Smalls rapping out, "I'm still in your colorful swatches." Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know, swatches. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think there's, 
You know that song Changes where like yeah. Tupac samples Bruce Hornsby? Yeah. You know, whatever that Bruce Hornsby song was. There's a part in that he's just like, you know, I'm going to steal your mobile phone. Right. It's like I can just picture that huge phone. Like it's right. a big ass orange phone that Tupac comes over and steals. I re- Even like today I was listening to, uh, I think it was The Chronic. And uh, Dre was rapping about stealing your VCR. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, VCRs aren't really worth much anymore. Well, I always thought that um, Tupac was the only person to ever lyrically begin a song with, I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> That's a great song. Turns out, also Karen Carpenter. Oh, Her I Her and know. Mama Cass had a thing. And That's a harsh, yeah, that was huge. quite a beef. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, oh. so. yeah it was quite a there, beef. <laughs> there you go. But no, like, you know, there is some good modern hip hop. I was uh. actually listening to the new Kendrick Lamar album. I gotta say, he's an innovative fellow, that man. I'm impressed by that. You know, and it's, it's there's not much modern hip-hop. Like, what I do, I tend to, like, look through, you know, like, uh, the AV Club, and, like, recent releases, or I'll read about something, I'll be like, I'll check it out. You know, most of the time, I hate it. I would say 98% of the time, I hate it. But every now and then, you listen to something, like, wow, that's actually kind of cool. I try to avoid anyone with a first or last name that starts with Ken. Ken? Ken <laughs> Kendall Jenner. Um, Anna Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Okay, but what if Kendall Jenner Ken, was trying Ken to Doll. start her Jeep and it was caught in, Ugh. I don't know, like some mud in Malibu? Man, I'd help her dig that tire out of the mud <laughs> in a second. Yeah. Well, thank you for explaining geezer. I, I think geezer just means like, you know, like the way I call my, my brother guy, like you're a good old boy, like you're a guy, like a you know, tough guy. What's up? You're geezer. Right. Like a good guy. Like, that's what I always thought it was. Like, a patronizing term. I, I don't know if it means, like, yo, what up, gangsta? But maybe. I like know. when a Mexican guy calls you cabron. Yeah, cabron. Didn't we have a discussion about We did have a discussion. Yeah, but I think it's also yeah. a term of endearment. Like, a patronizing term. It can be both. It's a confusing uh, world. Yeah, I, you know, like, I've always called my brother Guy because there's a, in, in Bay City, Michigan, when we went to high school, there was a gas station. There was this, like, old dude that worked there, probably still works there. And he just had every patronizing term that you can think of. Like, you come in there and be like, hey there, tiger. You know, what's up, guy? How's it going there, buddy? <laughs> like, it's just all those terms. And so, like, me and my brother I'm not thought your it was... buddy, friend. <laughs> me and my brother thought it was really funny. And so, like, we just started calling each other, hey, guy. How's it going, that guy? You know what people don't use anymore that I'm going to say? Chief. People yeah, chief. People don't really say that but, anymore. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. should bring that up. Mm-hmm. Okay, chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, we got another call here uh, from uh, the Epic Farter. He calls in. Ah, Dean Harrison. Epic Farter here. Uh, Thought I'd better uh, answer a few more questions uh, about me and my stuff and my japeries and so on and so forth. Very Um, interested in that. Yeah, uh, faggots. Now... Faggots are a bit like a haggis. They're made from uh, pork belly meat, um, hearts, and livers with herbs and stuff. So basically, ear holes and arseholes of animals. Um, so all the bits that they can't put in normal stuff, they put in a faggot. Um, but they're very tasty with all the herbs and stuff. And they sort of bind it all together with breadcrumbs and... Yeah. So it sounds like faggots are kind of like English version of hot dogs. Uh, yeah. He said it's just like all the shit 
that you wouldn't normally put in like a steak or whatever like all the by, meat byproducts you just kind of wrap it up and just be like here you go have a faggot you know I think that's the it's way it awful. is I believe is what they call is that. It awful. That's awful. what it is. It's yeah. It's like um, you know the meat you might pick up off the floor in an abattoir, and you just wrap it up into a ball, and yeah. there you go. Sounds great, right? God, that is vile. That is why I became a vegetarian because of things like that. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> They're pretty tasty, but they do have a lot of uh, fart content. Obviously, uh, the. They're made of 10% farts. <laughs> I thought he said fart content. That is what he said. Oh, he's, I thought he meant fat content, but he was uh, saying fart content. Yeah, yeah. yeah I imagine that's probably, uh, you know, like uh, energy like for, for his farts. Like I picture him in like one of those 8-bit video games. Mm. There's like a faggot <laughs> sitting there and he picks it up and it's like, ooh, boosts up the fart power. And and those farts must just smell if you're like in the car with him after he's eaten. Smell like a fucking it, it, like if you found a dead horse in the swamp. That's what it would smell like. Fishing thing. Um, I fish for carp in the UK. Um, we got loads of lakes out in the countryside. And no, I don't back my ass into the water. Where to be honest with you, I think that probably might work better than what I'm doing at the moment because I don't seem to be catching much. Um, but mainly it's to get outside, breathe some fresh air, drink some beer, have a laugh with the boys, and hopefully catch a fish and give it a kiss and put it back. Uh, no, that's just kiss, Harrison. I don't do anything else. Um, they do suck quite well, and they've got big mouths, but no, I don't do any of that. Um, some people do, but not me. They don't have teeth, you know, a lot of them. Carps? A lot of these fish. I thought carp do. I thought carp has a... Uh, I'm not an ichthyologist, D. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought I'd seen teeth okay. on carp. Yeah. <laughs> what were those fish that were going around, like those South American fish that would just bite your, your bollocks? Like they just bite your nuts off. And they had like almost human teeth. Piranhas? No, they're not piranhas. Mm. They're mm. big fish and they had like mm. almost human teeth and they would just find your balls and just bite them. This just sounds like a anxiety dream you had or something (laughs) i'll send you a picture of these fucking bollock biting fish okay hmm you sure it wasn't just like a fucking trout that got a hold of some dentures or something (laughs) like i don't know jabber jaw yeah all right um and i'm trying to think no i don't dutch oven the wife um although she chuckles a bit of my fart she doesn't like the smell of them and she tells me off for getting the kids to laugh or pull my finger or whatever. Um, both my kids, eight-year-old and a five-year-old, they fart like crazy anyway, so they've got the gene. Um, but yeah. But it is like Eddie Murphy in the clumps. <laughs> is it yeah. genetic? The ability to uh, just like wield flatulence? Probably. God, mm. I feel for his wife. Yeah, but the ability to find humor in it is not necessarily... Yeah, maybe not. But luckily, in his case, it is. I think that was all the questions. Hopefully, that's put your mind at rest. I've um, been I... losing sleep for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> really has. And uh, yeah. I've been tossing and turning at night, being uh, like, what does his family yeah. think of his farts? What kind of fish does he catch, and why? <laughs> does it cause any marital yeah. strife? Yeah. <laughs> Don't he eat homosexuals? I'm definitely no, not that way inclined. Um, and yeah, that's about it, really. Um, 
thanks a lot for playing my calls and uh, I do love the way you speak about stuff it's great and the way you react to my calls is brilliant so yeah keep it going guys I'm spreading the love uh, everybody all of my friends have been listening to it and stuff so uh, hopefully you'll get a few more listeners take care guys bye <laughs> Epic yeah. Farter seems like a stand-up guy. He does seem like a he stand-up guy. He seems like a good old geezer, that mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> yeah. He does. He does. I bet you it'd be kind of fun to go to like one of those fishing expeditions of his. Right. And you put, they probably drink a lot of beer, probably a lot of farting, a lot of faggots being eaten, <laughs> and uh, fishing. And it sounds like, you know, it's like environmentally, they're environmentally conscious. They're not like throwing the fish at like their friend or something. They're putting it back it in the, yeah, putting it right back in the water. It's hard to imagine anyone in America doing that. I mean, sure people do, but it's still hard for me to imagine <laughs> that happening. What, just uh, fishing with your buddies? No, people fishing and then throwing the fish back. You know, I've, I've done that before. Like, I've only fished a few times. Um, the rabbi wasn't a big fit, fond of fishing. He was a big fishing guy. But I've been with friends camping, and I've fished. And when we did it, we just kind of threw them back in. I mean, did you? Have you ever been fishing? Yeah, as a kid. I, I couldn't imagine doing it now. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, especially if it's something like that. It just sounds like it's a sport. I wouldn't go hunting. I'm not going to go kill something. No, fishing's fun. I mean, it's like baseball. You know, if you can drink beer and sit around, it's fun, basically. Well, I've always wondered, like, it's like piercing their lip, right? Basically? Yeah. And does it grow back? Yeah. Or do they just have this, like, piercing like are they like the alternative fish yeah (laughs) is that what they are they are yeah yeah like it's like they start listening to fucking offspring or something yeah they got (laughs) it's like getting an eyebrow piercing kind of so i want to know does uh has epic farter talked about eels no i thought that's what english people do they go and they fish for eels they might but I thought that was the thing. I, thought, I didn't think they actually fish for real fish. I thought over there, it's all about the eels. Freshwater eels? I Freshwater see. eels. Okay. That's what I thought they do. I mean, I don't know. I've never really been there. Now, is it the same kind of eel meat that you get with like unagi sushi? Oh, wait, you don't know. You don't eat fucking no, fish. I, no, I do not. I eat sushi. Oh, you eat sushi? Yeah. Well, you're not a vegetarian. I'm a Fuck pescatarian. Off. Fuck off with you. I'm a pescatarian. Fake vegetarian bullshit. <laughs> pescatarian that's what I am Um, well thank you epic farter it's always good to catch up with that guy I'm like fascinated with that guy's life I am kind of to be honest yeah yeah I really am it's just like uh, just everything about that guy's life it's interesting he's kind of (laughs) you know what it's like it's like um, you know when like a show's been on for like four seasons and then they start to have episodes that focus on just like tertiary characters random characters that you really kind of weren't that curious about but it's the simpsons that used yeah, to do that yeah yeah he's kind of like that he, you know i've what, been doing the show long enough where i'm like what is the deal with that guy what is what makes him tick you know <laughs> he, he reminds me or he makes me think of a guy that's a character in a martin amos novel mm. you know like times arrow or something he's just one of those guys he's like a he like hangs out in the pub you know throws some darts every now and then goes fishing for eels just reminds me of a character in a Martin Amos book. So we have one more call to get to here. Uh, this is kind of like a, I guess, a reckoning phone call from uh, from none other than Quigley, <sighs> who I think has become Harrison's nemesis. Yes. All right. 
which is kind of says something about the sad state of my life right now. Because you're the, the the quality of your life is defined can be defined by who your nemesis is at the time. Really? Can't. Yeah, I can I can see that. Mm. Who you who you actually give a shit about? Yeah, you know. I remember one time I had a nemesis. It was just a guy who worked at like a pretzel store, and I was like, "This is not a good nemesis." Yeah, that must have been a, a high quality uh, <laughs> nemesis. That. <laughs> so here we go. Hi, chicken wrong. It's it's Quigley, um, and I think I owe everybody an apology. Didn't he do, do this last time? Didn't he call in and try to justify his bullshit last time? I'm not sure, but he's been very like melancholic and remorseful mm. in a lot of his phone calls. But I'm not quite sure where he's going with this one. I think that some of my segments should have been edited for content. Okay. Now, I take offense at that. Yeah. All right, you're becoming my arch nemesis, pal. Yeah, what, what do you think this is? This American Life or something? Yeah, come on, Chief. You think yeah. we actually do editing here? Yeah. <laughs> Edited for content. And that I got into a character and took it too far. And... Um, like he's fucking Andy Kaufman or something. I feel very embarrassed. I'm very wrong for what I've done, and I feel that the scorn that Harrison has placed upon me is misplaced. But understandable. So, um, I had originally conceived of Quigley uh, in a blackout state almost a year ago. It seems longer than that, doesn't it? That when we first heard Quigley? Well, do you remember the first call was about the, like, he had sex with a girl while, like, on over a toilet, and his turds were in the toilet? Right. Remember that? I don't know when that was. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember most of last year. I I think it was... So... You know, I I can't quite remember that show either, but I guess, yeah, you were doing the show. You were doing it, like, a year and a half, so that would have been about a year ago. And I, I remember listening to the call when Quigley first appeared a few weeks later or however long it was. And I was like, who is this fucking asshole? And I, and I swear to God, and, and I realized it was me through how my voice sounded, <laughs> which I also was like, who is this fucking asshole with? Oh, if I had only seen that the joke was on me. <laughs> this stupid voice, but... Um, and then I thought that I had to get blackout in order to continue it. Then it worked for about two, I think. And then that last one was like really embarrassing and everything. So that was what was going on with that. Um, but also I wanted to say that the story about where the, let's see, most of what I said was actually true. The story where the girl was in my dorm room. Um, she, the only thing that wasn't true about that was that I didn't fuck her over the bowl, the toilet bowl of puke and shit. And the only thing, and then the that's the whole hmm. thing. Yeah, I mean that was the, that's the that whole... was a big thing. But yeah. it's interesting that so he did actually puke and shit in the toilet, but he boned her somewhere else. 
No, it was her puke and his. Oh, sh- she was puking. Her- oh, her puke on top of his shit. So he must have shit in the toilet. She ran in there and puked, but then he fucked her like on his loft bed. Quigley started a joke <laughs> that started Harrison killing. The story about the other girl that with we were eating omelets and she said the thing about the ovarian cancer that was completely true. So I just wanted to tell you guys that. I don't even remember that. I, one. Did, I was about to say, God, that's yeah. Smoke too and much weed to remember that. Harrison, uh, good job, and lighten up. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> lighten up. <laughs> the man's been sober for how long? A long time. I think you're doing pretty fucking good for uh, <laughs> not being able to to have a beer in that long. So I mean. I just, you know, I know this is the second time he's called and tried to, you know, explain this. I just have a hard time really believing his sincerity. So what? what but what's okay? But I'm just trying to find the origin, the importance of, of your being beliefs earnest, here. You know, I mean, are you upset that he isn't just this retarded guy that fucks girls he's, over a toilet with shit? And he's puke? no Jim Varney, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> it was. <sighs> Quigley goes Quigley scared stupid look I mean I, if you if you want to call on the show and make up a funny character Mazel Tov you know it, it was a funny fucking thing it was funny it was, a funny it was really funny yeah. that was it was yeah. pretty good but um, I don't for some reason I feel better about it if he was just like haha I got you guys and I'd be like oh right, yep but the fact that he's like it was a hard time in my life, so I created this mm. stupid, you know, like the tearjerker story. I doesn't just seem don't sincere, buy it, man. It just seems, yeah. That's what bugs me about it. You know, I think uh, Quigley should move on. Yeah. I think you should move on. Dude, I've moved on and start calling in with other stories. Maybe make a new yeah. fucking character. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I, think- I took all my quigley effigies i sold them i've moved on with my life it's fine but i gotta say though that was a funny fucking character this guy funny, is a funny dude it was a huge it he's was a great. funny dude yeah. and i you yeah. know despite all the personal you know things that you have going on in your life we all do okay we yeah. all have some baggage here you're a funny guy come up with a new character or come and call us with some other entertaining stories I, i'm sure he has them you is, know yeah He's a funny guy, but it's like this whole thing of the, uh, the, the, you know, these like overly emotional calls where he's apologizing and trying to justify the Quigley character. Get over it, dude. Yeah. You know, we're, we're beyond that now. Yeah. I mean, he acts like the, the Quigley character is something that just like appeared in his room one day. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like when you all of a sudden lose your mind and you start it's talking like an to him. It's an epiphanal experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, okay. All right. All right. Oh. Um. Anyway, people call Cigarette Hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. iTunes best way to listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, comment. We love when you do that. We really Yeehaw. do. Also, you can go buy some Cigarette stuff at the Cafe Press Store. Just go to cigarettepodcast dot com slash store and click on the like. I think there's like a Manson ad. You click on that, it goes right over to Cafe Press, and we have a bunch of stuff over there. Just right next to the blowjob machine ad. Yeah, right next to the blowjob machine ad. <laughs> and uh, Sick Wrong Song of the Week came in from Mark. He says, hey, D, is this your brother's favorite metal band? 
You know, I gotta say, I've never heard of this band, but they might be my new favorite metal band. It's heavy. It is some heavy shit. This is like if Lamb of God met the Village People. Hmm. So it's like really metalcore, like hardcore metalcore, but super gay. Hmm. They're called Bro Job. Like Bro Job. Got it. And the song here is called Talk Shit, Get Kissed. I think it's like gay metalcore. Maybe this is a new genre. Like, did you ever listen to that band Pansy Division? No. It's like gay punk. They're okay. from like, I don't know, like uh, late 80s, early 90s. You actually might like them. They're a good band. They're from San Francisco. My brother uh, used to work with one of the guys that was a guitarist in that band. Hmm. Um, but they had songs like Beer Can Boy, and they used to cover a lot of Stooges. Um, this is kind of like that, but it's like metalcore and super gay. Um, so we're going to end the show here with Talk Shit, Get Kissed by Bro Job. Thank you, uh, thank you, Mark, for sending that in. Uh, people will be back next week with um, episode uh, 584. Until then, take a sleazy.
I think there's actually a Breitbart app that allows you to send um, uh, threatening graffiti to rabbis. Oh, really? From your phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. You be don't even have to go that. to face the side of the synagogue. You can just <laughs> send it right to the fucking rabbi's uh, iPhone. Is there an app where you can send like a your spread asshole to like alt right guys? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Like you know, just picture. Here's a picture of my asshole for you. Fucking whatever the dude is that punched out that Berkeley protester. Right. 